What's going on, internet? Welcome back to What The Fact, the fact-based podcast with Val. Pins me down and ties me up and force-feeds me facts every single week. Today's episode is a doozy. It's the last one of the year, and it was also extremely, extremely funny one. We talk about parachuting cats, black market maple syrup, and yes, it's exactly how it sounds. And I've forgotten the other thing already. But there was a third thing. Oh, yeah, there's always room for dessert. So please use it as an excuse to eat more dessert this this Christmas. Um, if you like the podcast, if you've following us for a while, then great, thank you so much. If you haven't, if this is your first time, then please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube and Twitter as well. Twitter is where all the facts are posted, so definitely follow that. All links are in the description. But yeah, enjoy our last episode of 2022. Christmas yeah. is coming, Val. Christmas is coming. The festive Christmas. period is here. Christmas is coming, and I still need to think of two forfeits for you. Yeah, you do, because if you listen to the last episode, I officially lost. And we didn't double check if I'd won the week I, before. I did. I did. Because oh, remember, I, that was when I did, I was really dirty with the facts last week. That week. Uh, okay, so I'd lost anyway. Yeah. So yeah, just FYI for you guys listening now, um, this is the last podcast you're going to hear from us in 2022. We'll be back in, I think we said so the next episode after this will be the 15th of january that's when we're officially back podcasting new look we're going to freshen some things up um when it comes to like the logo and things like that um but yeah just heads up for you guys this will be the last so no podcast over the christmas period for you lot. you're gonna have to you know suck it all in as much as you can but yeah oh just listen to the old ones yeah, just go back through them all, just, you know, yeah. because it's like the because I checked the analytics for all this stuff, and you know we've got a hundred hundred and thirteen plays, which averages about six play per episode, which I think is fantastic. I'm so chuffed when I look at it and see, oh my god, people are actually listening to this. You know, it's it's really good, and you know, it's it fantastic makes it, makes it worthwhile. Even though I we do it anyway if no one listened because we have fun, but you know, knowing people are. Are listening now it's cool but i'm ready val are you ready you're good to go yes yeah i am ready okay diving in yeah first one is that the saying that there is always room for dessert is true second one said in the 1960s the raf parachuted cats into borneo to deal with a rat army and the third one is the largest heist in Canada's history is still not solved. In 1972, a group stole 18 painting, paintings from the Montreal Museum of, Museum of Fine Arts. That was a bit of a long back, but... Okay. So this is, this is, this is series three of our series, because I lost the first two, so we're starting again from mm -hmm. scratch. Yes. So I want to get off to a good, strong start, Val. Yes. Um, yeah, and I've also now I want I need to find a dance that you have to do to go on TikTok, uh, and then you and then something for you to eat. Are my two okay. options? Okay. <sighs> yeah. Oh God. Um. Okay. So, transporting cats into Borneo to deal with rats, paras parachuting. Canada, Canada's got a crime wave, and they can't fix it. And and there's always room for dessert. I feel like that's true. I feel like there is always room for dessert. I feel like, yeah, I just feel like that one's true. And the Borneo one, I think, is true as well, purely because 
a lot of places do that to deal with invasive species. What was it Snake Island? I think it is. They dropped a load of snakes to deal with it, an invasive species, and then the snake population took over. So you can't go there now because there's too many dangerous snakes. So I feel like that both of them are true. Now, I know I know there's going to be some tomfoolery at play here with the wording. Oh, there always is. There always Even is. The, <laughs> technically, there's, there's no tomfoolery. The wording is all, all on the app and app this time. Mm. So per, personally, I feel like there's always room for dessert, personally. And I feel like this is one of the like this is one of those Oreo meter bollock things where some university with nothing to do was discovered that you know that that scientifically there is room for dessert because of something in the dessert something like that. I'm gonna go with the last one purely because it's Canada, and yeah, I'm gonna go with the last one. You have your first point of the season. Yeah! You yes. won! <laughs> what a start! Yeah. Good start. Good start. Okay, that one is the false fact because that is not actually the biggest heist in Canada. It was a very big heist and it is still quite a big thing, the fact that it has not been solved in fucking 50 years. Yeah. Um, but it's not the biggest heist. So my facts today, I'm going to talk about the Montreal Museum heist and then also the biggest heist should we do start with the art one or the, or the actual biggest heist which one do you want to hear, hear about first oh dealer's choice dealer's choice okay i'm going to start with the art heist because that's how my notes are arranged um but yeah so in 1972 there was a huge robbery at the museum yeah. it sometimes it's sometimes called the skylight caper which is a some sounding name Skylight caper. Skylight caper. Three armed robbers used a skylight that was under repair to break into the museum via the roof. That's where yeah. skylights are. I'm not sure why I said roof, because it's sort of neat anyway. Um, they tied up three guards and stole 18 paintings and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, so it seems like it might have been an inside job. And that was yeah. one of the theories because they knew that the skylight was a weak point at that particular time. Or what I'm not quite sure how long the, the renovations were supposed to be happening or the repairs. Yeah. But they knew at that point that it was a flaw. So they snuck in. Um, and they got one of the guards. They caught one of the guards, tied him up. They actually then just shot into the air to bring the other two guards, who they then overpowered. Tied them up and then just took their time going through the museum and taking what they wanted. Uh, this included a very rare Rembrandt landscape, some yeah. work by Jean Bruguerel the Elder, Capot, um, Delacroix, Rubens, and a Thomas Gainsbury. Were they very apologetic as they were doing it? <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they also made away with a whole bunch of figurines and jewellery. Okay, oh. One of the paintings was originally returned because they were trying to start a ransom negotiation, which seems to have fallen apart because the, the things that are stolen have never been found. And they've never found out who who actually, who these three guys were. Bastards. 
you know, that's right, a, yeah. If you get away with a crime in Can in Canada, you must be good at it. I feel like Canada's the one place where, you know, people rob stuff and then they're back in a couple of hours. Like, I'm, I, I feel so bad for taking this. I'm so sorry That's I robbed right, you. Yeah. I'm gonna give it all back. But if you got away with it in Canada, you must be, <laughs> you know, you must be quite dastardly in a way to do it. Uh, so yeah, um, they had planned on making. I can't remember how they put their their route for escape changed a few times, and then they end up panicking at one point instead of, and end up leaving on foot, even though it then took the guards one of the guards finally got himself free and then called the cops, who then took an hour to arrive. That's why they think it was an inside job. No, it's uh, well. The, 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 oh, the whole incident was because they knew exactly how, where, what was the weak point at that particular time. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they had. They had planned to leaving via the same the skylight, but yeah. they found a, a system of pulleys and whatnots that um, went to. Then they found a panel truck by the museum. Yeah, and then there's that, that, that will make sense. They can just use it that way. But something went wrong, and the alarm went off, so they panicked, and they ended up leaving half the stuff that they wanted to take behind. And but they still made off with eighteen paintings on foot. How did nobody notice them? Okay, granted, it was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But still, there's three guys with 18 paintings and bags of little odds and ends wandering through Canada, wandering through Montreal. People probably thought, oh, this, this is just normal. Well, so it was 2 a.m. because it, it wasn't until 3 a.m. that the police actually arrived. So the alarm going off, the cops didn't come. It was only when one of the guards got free and then called the cops that they actually arrived. Granted, yeah. this was in the seventies, but still. Mm. Yeah. So that was one of the. It's one of the, it is the biggest art heist. In Canada, and still unsolved. It's. Um, I think the work back then was estimated to be about two million dollars worth, or Canadian dollars worth. Yeah. Nowadays, that would be roughly about seventeen million. Well, yeah. So, still a fair, a fair bit. Still a yeah. fair bit. That's a good haul, though, especially in Canada. Yeah. Okay. The next one, the actual biggest heist in Canada, is just is just so Canadian, so, so Canadian. <laughs> Please tell me it's it, maple syrup. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stole eighteen point seven million dollars worth of maple syrup. The bastards. In nineteen sixty-six. Did the country come to a stop? Because they didn't know what to do. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, not not nice. It was in two thousand eleven. Sorry, the story starts in nineteen sixty-six, sort of. 
Um, no, we can't. It, it's it came, the, the country would have come to a complete standstill. Not enough maple syrup. It, it's, it's, it's just tragic. So tragic. Can't, it's I'm not quite sure how they cooked. How am I going to do my bacon? But yeah, it was it's just such a wonderfully Canadian thing. Biggest highs is still syrup. So now, a little bit of the history of the maple syrup sort of issue in Canada. Well, not really issue, but how it just works there. Uh, it was in 18, no, 1966, as a group of maple syrup producers decided to work collectively together. And they formed the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. So they could actually sort of, instead of, probably instead of competing, they can sort of work together and they could regulate prices and whatnot, because that always works yeah. out so well. Oh, yeah. No funny business when companies decide to do that, of course. Never. Anyway, so they maintain a strategic reserve of maple syrup, known as the International Strategic Reserve. The International Strategic <laughs> of Maple Syrup. Oh my God, Canada! <laughs> it was. I love Canada. I really do. Oh God, how can you not love Canada? Yeah, true. There is. It's just wonderful. It really is. Okay, so yeah. Um, they kept there in multiple warehouses across rural Quebec. Hmm. Okay, and then, so now fast forward. This has not been going on for a good couple of years. Fast forward to 2011, 2012. Okay, the contents of about 9,500 barrels were stolen. Yeah. Okay, this was definitely an insider job because I think they eventually stole, I mean, stole the people, steal the people. They arrested the people. They arrested the people. And this was done by people who were at work because they were sort of coming in and sort of siphon off some syrup mm. but it, it was over several months they the because the syrup was stored in unmarked white metal barrels that were inspected once a year yeah so i'm assuming shortly after the one inspection they all started getting to work the thieves would truck would use trucks to transport the barrels to a remote sugar shack I have no idea. Um, where they would siphon off the maple syrup and then refill it with water and then return to the facility. And this just kept on going. These can, yeah, they're, they're, they're sneaky bastards. They get away with they huge are. art heists and steal sneaky syrup. Bastards. Sneaky bastards. How come there's not like, you know, you've got like Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that? Why isn't there a Canadian version of this? Yeah, yeah, we need an Ocean's, an, an, an Ocean's Canadian. <laughs> Oceans Canada. We're going to steal some maple syrup, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, then they went to the facility, um, and so it went on and on, and eventually they started just taking off the maple syrup and just returning, returning empty barrels, not even doing the fill-up with water section. And then they believe that it was then trafficked and just sort of put into smaller batches, which is how you deal with drugs normally. Um, and then sold off to normal legitimate syrup distributors who were un unaware that they were buying syrup in the black market. Black market. Black market syrup. Black market syrup. 
I mean it all now. Black pockets. Oh god, I need to. I need. I need a T-shirt that says I'm a. I'm a black syrup smuggler. Oh, there's just some guy in a big overcoat. You want to buy some black mac syrup? <laughs> this shit will get you. This shit will get you uh, off real good. Oh god, so good, so good. Just some dodgy guy in his house opening up the packet <laughs> of black market maple syrup. Oh, I can quit when I want. I can quit when I want. <laughs> that's amazing. Black market maple. I want. If we ever make merch, Val, that's going to be one of the things. Black. I'm just going to be a T-shirt saying "Black Market Maple Syrup." If we ever, actually Val, if we ever start a maple syrup company, that's what we'll call it: black market <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> that's class. That is definitely class. Ah, uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely an idea. And we do need merch with the. I want a T-shirt that says "black market." There's a, it will needs to be black market syrup smuggler. Yeah, it needs to official, have... official syrup smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Black market maple syrup. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, oh. so then uh, eventually, 2012, the, the, oh, I can't remember the name again. The Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers came and did their yearly inventory and found a whole bunch of barrels empty. And they eventually arrested 17 people in relation to the theft. And they would have gone away for two if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Meddling kids. Oh, but yeah. So those are the two biggest heists in Canadian history. Sorry, I keep calling it Canadian. My sister got me doing that. She forgot the word Canada. Canadian. So Canadian. Yeah, she just called it Canadian. And the name sort of stuck. Class. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, this does seem like it might be a short podcast because the next fact, the sugar, the stomach, always room for dessert thing. It's not of a hell of a lot to the fact, actually. It's just the fact that sugar and liquid makes your stomach expand. Uh. So the moment you start eating pudding, your stomach expands, which isn't good for you because it can cause some severe health problems and bloating if you do it too often. Allegedly, Val. Uh, allegedly. 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 But that well, is why. Science there, these days. It is true that there is always room for pudding because the moment you start eating the pudding, your stomach expands to make space for it. There you go, people. So if you're ever out even having a meal and someone says, oh, I'm full from dessert, you whip out that card that says you're not actually because of this reason and you stuff yourself full of chocolate cake. Yep, yep, yep. Never say there is chocolate cake. It's important. Oh, God. And now to the last one, which is Operation Cat Drop. Which also needs to be on a t-shirt with a little cat with a parachute. I think next year we do some merch, Val. Just like yeah, I think we should do some merch next year. Val, Val, little... Val has Twitch, so Val has an audience she can promote to, as well as her own stuff. She can plug the podcast merch. <laughs> Me, and I can design the merch on my when I. Oh my god, I can do it on stream, streamy stream, streamy streamy stream. Sorry, I have an itchy eyeball, which is bothering me. Okay. 
So now we have Operation Ketrup, where they drop 14,000 cats into a remote village called Sarawak in Borneo in the 1960s, or, or in 1960. Okay, so the whole story behind this was it's one of those, um, hopefully, a learning experience for certain companies as to um, unforeseen consequences to doing shit. Doing shit. Yeah. Um, it all came down to there was a problem in this area with a, a lot of mosquitoes and houseflies. They were a little bit out of control, so the World Health Organization sprayed insecticide, dichlorodiphenyltryptamine. I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. DDT. DDT. They sprayed over the whole area to try and protect the people. But unfortunately, it um, made lizards. Because the lizards then ate the flies. And it made the lizards sick. Which then made the lizards very lethargic. And then the cats caught them. And ate them. And that made the cats sick. And then the cats died. Oh. Children, this is why you do not put down poison of any description in your household. Because it like doesn't. Yeah, do you. No, completely different there. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about um, rat poison. If you have a mouse oh, or a right. rat problem, find, use the humane traps to help deal with the problem, because if you put down rat poison, because we also have a huge problem with that in this country, people putting down rat poison at farms and whatnots, it doesn't kill the rats. It makes them easy prey for cats and owls. And then it's the cats and the owls that die. The rats still oh, die okay. because they get eaten. But like, it's like we had a huge problem with our owl population because of the amount of rat poison being used. Yeah. So, learn from people. Learn from a huge organization doing something stupid. Well, they didn't really. It's, they did have good intentions. They just didn't realize the consequences that would happen. Yeah. Rat poison kills more owls and cats than it does rats because rats can survive just about anything because they're hardy little bastards. They are little bastards. Yes. So. Don't use rat poison, please. Okay. Anyway, carrying on. Back to Operation Cat Drop. So now, because of all these cats dying, they then had a boost in the rat population. So they um they got cats and they parachuted them in. At first, it was reported as a success, and they yeah. were talking about how it only that refer the the the. News outlets referenced 23 cats being used, but later on it was it turned out to be 14,000. And apparently they did recruitment drives. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I want to know if it's, I could not find posters, but we need to make a postman for we want your cat. Parachute, <laughs> Oh, another t shirt idea. Make it we want... <laughs> or make a poster that we can hang on the wall. 
We want you, meow. There we go. Oh, do you want to you feel up to parachuting in a Borneo? <laughs> Make an ad, advert with cats. Just oh, God. And then getting, getting like medicals. Just one of those old fashioned American voices talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the war is here. Cats are lining up every day to sign up. <laughs> fucking hell. Isn't history fun? Oh, history is fucking wonderful. It really is. With how stupid things are. Oh, great. Okay. So, yeah. so that is the story of Operation Cat Drop. They try to get rid of mosquitoes, they kill the lizards, the lizards kill the cats, and that'll bring in more cats. I'm not quite sure what happened to the 14,000 cats afterwards. Mm. Hopefully they were okay. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that all of this, the, this whole situation has now been used as a sort of learning point for things. What yeah, they refer to as, as system thinking. I'm not quite sure why that's a weird name. But it's the whole being able to try and figure out effectively forecast and avoid negative consequences of doing something the size of what they were doing. Mm. Because, um, yeah, you don't really want to spray that amount of poison everywhere and not think of what's going to happen to the rest of the animals there. But this was the 60s. They did weird shit back then. Oh, yeah. They did that. that yeah, that, that'd be true. They did very weird shit back then. Yes. Live and you learn, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, but, don't repeat history. Yes. Operation Cat Drop. So yeah, there there were a few other situations that happened similar to this in apparently in Bolivia, Mexico, and Thailand with spraying DDT, which then killed cats because it got onto the cat's fur, and the cats cleaned themselves, and it killed the cats. So it's oh. it, DDT caused a few problems. I think that's pr probably why it's no longer used. Used. On <laughs> a <Found> picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh god please send please send <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is adorable that is very oh my... adorable oh my god this... Oh, that's... this was even better <laughs> this was even better oh my god oh wake up mouse that was even fucking better. I'm hoping that's how they looked on the day, to be fair. Oh, God, isn't that a... Oh, look, they just perfectly made parachute, like... Oh, God. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, there's apparently another situation that was similar to this, uh, where they dropped in beavers to... Yeah, to improve water quality. And I have no idea. I did not make a note of the place's name where they did it. Uh, this is, yeah, because I'm, I'm awesome at making notes. So great. Uh, well, you wouldn't have a podcast about it if you didn't do it. Yeah, no. Uh, I make sort of notes and then I just fuck up and don't do things properly. No, it was in Utah. 
there to improve water quality. They apparently dropped in a whole bunch of beavers uh, to restock its high elevation lakes and streams. With oh no, that was something else. Yeah, and then in a different place, no, it was the Utah where they dropped in trout. And apparently they didn't even do the whole parachute thing. They just flew over the lakes, the water, and just dropped them out the plane. What? <laughs> How'd you go? It's like, bye! I wasn't trained for this. No, I forgot to do that. <laughs> okay, now. Oh, my God. What a weird way to do things. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not quite sure where the beavers were dropped, but the trouts were in Utah. So I think they they just basically had a bucket full of trouts in the back of the plane, opened the back, and then just sort of tipped the bucket out. I don't know. What about fifty miles an hour? Y yep. Meow. <sighs> ah, oh, that was wonderful, Val. That was wonderful. Which I actually enjoyed because I have now unfortunately run out of that. Ah, oh, it's always in fact. That means, people, you have to wait to the next podcast or listen to old ones to hear more facts. Yeah, yeah, for the next two weeks, and then we will be back. We will. We are taking a break for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode we listen to right now in your goals. We record this on the 21st. It's on the 25th, so Merry Christmas if you listen to this right now. If you're an avid listener, it's Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. And then... We're not doing one on the 1st, we're not doing one on the 8th, yeah. and we'll be back on the 15th. Yes, and I apologise so. also, this past week I have been very, very lax in posting facts on the Twitter page, because I've been losing power for almost 8 hours a day. Um, yeah. And also we, family we visiting, our life has been a little bit um, chaotic, a little nuts. She hates Twitter at the moment. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not particularly happy with Twitter because it's it's weird. So weird. But anyway. It's so weird. Like I just mm -hmm. it's just weird. Every time I log on, I'm wondering, what's Mr. Elon done today? What's yeah. he changed now? <laughs> oh god. Um so yeah, we'll be back on the 15th of January. Um so yeah. Just huge, just from me and Val. I feel like I speak for Val when I say this. Just a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast. When we, when the last podcast we did ended, and we went without podcasts, and then we came up with the idea of Val's love of facts and my love of facts to make a podcast. You know, we didn't really know like how it was going to be, how it would turn out, and. We're just so grateful for the people that have followed the podcast, that listen to the podcast. You know, it does mean a lot. You know, we've got a lot of things planned for the future with how, like I said, we're going to have a little bit of a, cha a, a podcast channel revamp with sort of a new logo and a new design and things like that. Um, if you follow the YouTube, you'll see, a sh you would have seen a short posted. That's going to be a regular thing. We're going to take the a best moment from the podcast and stick it as a short. And a TikTok as well. Um, and hopefully do merch and stuff like that in the future. But we have got a lot of things planned. But and yeah, then Buzz it's... has two forfeits that I yes. think of properly. Yeah, it's a dance and a food, I've been told. Yes. It should be fun. Um, but yeah, just thanks for me and Val. Like, just genuinely thank you so much just for listening to the podcast. And 
you know, I hope we hope you've enjoyed it. We we do. Um, so yeah, if you if you celebrate Christmas and New Year's, then from us at what the fact, have yourself a wonderful Christmas with family, and eat until you pass out. And you know, like we said, there's always room for dessert. Always room for desserts. And yeah, no excuses, a... young man. Sorry. Yeah, no excuses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need more dessert. I've been told there's always room. Give me more. Give me more. Uh, yeah, stay safe over these Christmas holidays. You know, the 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 COVID word is still spreading around some places and wherever you listen to. You know, just stay safe. Be happy. Be merry. And yeah, um, lots and we of love from catch you next year. Yeah, lots of love from what the fact, and we'll see you. See you in the new year. Okay, love you all. Bye. Bye-bye.